Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study. And I'm so glad that you're here today. And may I also add, Happy Yom Kippur to everyone watching uh, today. Now, I know this message will be on the internet and will stay on the internet for a long time, hopefully until Jesus comes back. And so you could be watching this and it's a different day. But for those watching this uh, on the day that it's released, it's Yom Kippur, and we thank God for Jesus, who is our high priest and has paid the full penalty for our sin through his death upon the cross and through his mighty resurrection and ascension into heaven. We now are free. Praise God. We have put our faith and trust in Jesus, and we are ready for heaven. Now, we also know that on Yom Kippur, this special day is also associated with debt freedom. And for everyone who has been sowing your debt freedom seed into the ministry, I want to pray for you now. And for those of you that are still sowing, and those of you your offering is on the way, I'm praying for every seed that's being sown right now. So lift your hands. Father, I pray for those who have sown and are sowing their Yom Kippur debt freedom seed. I pray, Father God, that you supernaturally bring them completely out of financial debt. Father, today we celebrate that Jesus fully dealt with the sin debt. And even in the Old Testament, you had a system for covering sin. But we thank you, Father, Jesus conquered sin, death, and the grave. And we thank you that if he took care of our sin debt, which was our ultimate problem, and he solved it, we thank you, Father God, that there is also provision for financial debt. Father, for those that have sowed, I pray that you bring them out of every form or vestige of financial debt. And we give you praise for freedom. Father, let your people have liberty that they might serve you more effectively and have a new experience in this area. Now, Father, we thank you that this is miraculous deliverance from debt. And I speak that blessing over your people right now with a mighty harvest on the way. Now, Father, we thank you that we are now moving into the Feast of Tabernacles. So, Father, it's harvest time. And I thank you, Father God, you're going to show yourself strong. And I thank you for supernatural debt deliverance for everybody that has sowed. Father, even some sowed for their family members. And I thank you, Father, you're touching those seeds and those specific uh, planting of seed. And you're going to give harvest in areas that have been designated. Now, we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Now shout, it's done in Jesus' name. Praise God. Now, I want to stay uh, in sync with what God is doing here, and now I want to get you ready for the next step. Today, I want to talk about the subject of our God who works miracles through praise. Yes, yes, praise God. God has heard your prayers. God has acknowledged your seed, and a harvest is on the way. I want you now to shift to a heart attitude and a cognizance of having a mindset 
of praise because God works miracles when we praise him. Let's talk about that today. We're going to go now to Revelation chapter 22. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we jump into your word, let your Holy Spirit anoint the scriptures. Let it be our daily bread. And we thank you, Father God, for the great miracles you're doing in our lives. And we praise you for who you are. And we bless you today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. You're setting your, uh, your people free from debt. We thank you that you are establishing a debt-free army through your church. We give you praise, Father, that this is the time of the transfer of wealth of the wicked into the hands of the righteous for the expansion of your kingdom. Father, we thank you that when we see money, we see souls. When we sow financial seed into your kingdom, we see money, but we see souls being saved. We give you praise. We thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Revelation chapter 22, let me share with you what month and what season we're in right now prophetically. 22 verse 1, and he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. Please say that, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. In other words, each month, there was a special blessing package released through the fruit of these various trees. And the month that we're in right now, my friends, it's harvest season. We are now moving into the Feast of Tabernacles, which also could be called the Ingathering. And it has always, since its inception by God, has been associated with the very best of harvest. Now, there was an early harvest, and you would, har you would harvest previously uh, things like barley and other types of crops. But the tabernacle season was when you brought the good stuff in, particularly the wheat, because you would rather eat wheat than barley. Barley was mainly food for your animals or if you're having a really hard time. But you would want the wheat. That's what you're going to make your bread out of. And also, uh, so many other good things start just coming in during this season. And this month is harvest month. Even the grapes were reaped in Israel at this time. Praise the Lord. So, so with that in mind, and this being the prophetic moment that we're in, let us find out now what we should do. Praise God. Let's go to Psalm 67. We're moving over now to Psalm 67. This is very, very powerful. And this is your month. Just say that right now. Say, this is my month of harvest. Praise the Lord. You're going to see the hand of God move in your life. Your seed has been sown and God sees it, and watch what God is going to do for you. We're talking about a miracle-working God. Now, verse 5, let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then, okay, so now notice the, the, the flow of the wording. There's praise, and then there's more praise to God, and when that happens, it says, then. So this is, this is a consequence of praising the Lord. Then the earth shall yield her increase. So when you praise the Lord, 
then the earth yields her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, it's harvest time right now, and all of your prayers, all of your offerings and your giving, and your resources and your life being extended into kingdom expansion bring you to the place now where it's time to praise the Lord and everything that you have sown will now respond as you begin to praise the Lord. Again, let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you then. Then all the work that you have done, your prayers, your, your giving, and everything, then there is a response God causes the earth to yield seed time and harvest is producing in your life. And it's time, my friends, for miracles through your praise to almighty Jehovah. Praise God. Now in verse seven, God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. So my friends, with this blessing of the Lord, of the earth producing, this is a time when you come into a dimension of blessing where even others from other locations hear about what God is doing for you. All the ends of the earth shall fear him. So there is a dimension in praise that creates a, a, a deep reverence among others, not just locally, but even from distant shores who hear who hit now, Pastor Stephen? How's got? How's somebody going to hear about what God did in my life? Well, I tell you what. With social media, you could post what God did for you, and the next thing you know, somebody's looking at it in Sri Lanka. The next thing you know, somebody's looking at it in the UK, and they're thinking, "Wow, I need to, I need to start walking with the Lord. I want to walk in the blessings the way you are." Praise God, and all of the ends of the earth shall fear him because of the production and the blessing of God bestowed upon you as you praise him. Now, this is also a month. I want you to be very mindful this month to wear, first you have to put it on. I believe many of you already have it on, but you want to wear intentionally all this month, the garment of praise. We see this in uh, the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 61. Now, it's not like we take it off, but I just want us to be more mindful to give it a real emphasis that this is a month of praise. You have sown seed and God is going to move. Now, verse three of Isaiah 61, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. May I say it's also a joyful month. Amen. The oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise. There it is. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Maybe that old spirit of heaviness. Uh, it could be these areas of depression that would try to jump on you. Look, throw the garment of depression away. It is time for your garment of praise. Hallelujah. Because God is ready now. He is ready to come into your life and move on your behalf. And when you wake up in the morning, just start praising the Lord. Just push any old aches or pains or any negative feelings aside and say, God, I praise your holy name. And when you go to sleep at night, praise his name some more. If you wake up in the middle of the night 
or throughout the middle of the day, just remember to give God your very best praise. This is the special time where you're going to really wear, just go to sleep wearing the garment of praise. Don't take it off at night. Leave it on all day and all night. Praise God and say goodbye to depression forever. Mm-mm. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Yes, my friends, God does work miracles through praise. And I believe with all of my heart that this is going to be proved in your life this month. We're not just here talking about things of the Bible because of their historical accuracy or because of their fascinating, uh, you know, things. No, we're here because it's real, it works, and it produces. Jesus said that, Wisdom is justified by its children. And I believe that as you praise the Lord, you're going to see the justification of God's power displayed in your life. When? This month. This month, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And let me say also that because it's a joy month, this is a month where God is going to make you laugh. Watch out. God is going to make you laugh. Woo, praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, here's something fascinating. When it comes to prayers, we can plead our case to the Lord. We can have intercession. We can make petition to God in our prayers. But we trigger a divine response that often is suddenly when we praise the Lord, because prayer requests can take a, they can take a while. And there's various reasons for that of why the answers can maybe be in three days or three weeks or three months, whatever the case might be. But when you praise the Lord, the response is often sudden and it triggers a reaction for God to come on the scene and change things dramatically in your life pleading in prayer, interceding in prayer may take time, but again, divine response can be instantaneous when we praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we really do need to understand the miracle power of praise. So I want to talk about it a little bit more because this is the fruit of this season that God is wanting us to enjoy. Thank you, Lord. Now, Thanksgiving is appreciating God for what he has done and what he's still going to do. And we have to admit that there are some Christians that even when God does something, it's not like they're really thankful. Maybe just for a moment, then they forget about it. So even being thankful is already distinguishing you from the pack. I I would say that, that Thanksgiving is something special. But remember, again, Thanksgiving is appreciating God for what he has done and what he will still do in our future. But here's the big difference. Praise is celebrating God solely for the fact of who he is. (laughs) And that is what causes him to intervene in our lives. You just wake up in the morning and praise God just for who he is, just because he's God. And there is no other God that's out there. If somebody else says, well, well, you know, I worship this or that as my God. Well, they can worship whatever they want to call or name. But the truth is there's only one God. All of this other stuff is either make-believe 
such as the gods on Mount Olympus. Eventually, you know, somebody went up on top of Mount Olympus over there in Greece and found out uh, there ain't nothing up here but a bunch of boulders and uh, ice and snow and uh, don't see any gods sitting around up here. Nope. That's because it's all make-believe. So people either either are, are worshiping imaginary things, or they're worshiping demons, or they're worshiping stuff that they're not, you know, that's just uh, in their mind. But there's only one true God, and we worship Him because He is God. He's the one that created the earth, created the universe, uh, created us, gave us life and breath, and so we worship Him. We praise Him just for who He is. Now, let's take a look for a moment at Psalm 92. Praise the Lord. I actually used to have uh, a license plate, a custom plate on my vehicle that said Psalm 92 and, and had a particular verse, but I changed it. But anyhow, I, I always love Psalm 92. Let's jump over there and look at verses 1 and 2. It is good. Oh, yes, it is. It's, uh, see, uh, David understood that. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. Now, this is what happens in verse 2 as you praise the Lord, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. So we thank God for what He has done. But when we praise God, we are making declarations of His faithfulness, and also we are making declarations of His loving kindness and his goodness day and night. Praise the Lord. Now this also, let's go to Second Chronicles chapter 20, which is a story that many of us are familiar with. Second Chronicles chapter 20, and let's talk for a moment about singing on the war front. Wow, this is very, very interesting. Second Chronicles chapter 20, we're going down now to verse 21. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come out against Judah and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of, their, of, the, of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. And that all began to unfold as the people of God began to praise the Lord through singing. Mm, wow, it's very, very powerful. Thanksgiving again, in most cases, is appreciating God for what is happening. But praise is celebrating God for who He is. By celebrating God for who He is, He will turn around what is happening in your life. In other words, you can have some negative things that are happening, but as you begin to praise Him for who He is, He comes in and changes what is happening. Praise will bring God on the scene. Woo! Praise the Lord. Now, let's go over to Psalm 56. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus, today. Psalm 56. Let's go down to verse 4. 
In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do to me. So he says, in God, I will praise his word. Now look at verse 10. In God, I will praise his word. In the Lord, I will praise his word. So when you praise the Lord, you're actually celebrating the integrity and the infallibility of his holy word and his perfect name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And God likes that. He likes it when we exalt him and we uh, express how much we believe his word. You know what? We all want people to believe what we say. We want people to trust us. But God, oh, when he hears one of his sons or daughters talking about his word and they talk about it with such reverence and they say it's infallible, it's eternal, it's perfect, and I stake my life on it. Ooh, God says, wow, they really value my words. And that is a form, that is an expression of praise. In God, I will praise his word. In the Lord, I will praise his word. God is unfailable. Woo! He can't lose. That's why we have to stay close to him and praise him. And with his help, he will come through and we will win every battle. Praise the Lord. All right. Now let's go back just for a moment to our key verse today, which is Psalm 67. Psalm 67 verse five. Now let's look at this again a little more carefully. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then what's going on? What is, what is the psalmist trying to say? that when you begin to praise the Lord, that's when things begin to happen. That's when things begin to happen, such as the earth yielding her increase. But when you begin to praise the Lord, having done everything else, but when you begin to praise the Lord, that's when things begin to happen. And I, let me say this. This is what I've seen in the body of Christ, that praise is one of the most neglected of the spiritual weapons that we have available as believers. It's one of the most neglected spiritual weapons. And at the same time, this is how crazy it is. At the same time, praise stands out not only as being an effective weapon, but maybe, maybe even the most effective weapon of all. Wow. It's, it's actually incredible. I had an angelic visitation years back when I was ministering, uh, doing revival meetings at a church in Virginia. And on the last day of the last meeting, just before going into the last meeting, which was an evening service, I spent the entire afternoon with the Lord in prayer. And I had an angel come into the hotel room and this angel stood behind me and he had a blue light. He had actually just come from heaven and he was emanating uh, uh, the glory of God in the color spectrum of blue in blue. It was very beautiful. Blue was coming off of him. And this angel spoke to me and said, praise is the lost key to victory. And praise, you have to understand praise is the key to victory. 
But for some Christians, it's a lost key because either they don't know how effective it actually is. Maybe, maybe they haven't been taught or they haven't had uh, like a personal experience in this area. So they don't know this latent power that's available in our praise to the Lord. And it can become almost like a hidden thing. It's like a sword uh, that is maybe in your armory, but you never use it because you're not you're you're not aware of, of of what it's capable of doing. But if you ever pick it up, you would feel the balance, and you'd be like, "Wow, they, oh, I didn't know it was this sharp." And you start to move it around, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't know it had a counterweight, and it's it's perfect." You know, it, you know wow, it fits in my hand perfect, and everything else. And then you go out there and you start whew, going to town with it. My friends, that's what praise is. In many ways, it is this unknown, phenomenal weapon that we do not utilize enough. But, but this is your month to put on the garment of praise. And you're going to see God break through for you and come on the scene. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, things are turning for you this month. I want you to confess that by faith. Just say things are turning for my good this month. I mean, everything's turning. Anything that would have been a negative, anything that would have been some type of reproach upon you as far as the sense of who you should be in Christ and your identity in Christ and something that would try to mar that image, that thing is leaving completely your life this month. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know what praise does? It allows God himself to take over your battles. Woo, thank you, Lord. And as you praise, God will take over your battles, and you'll see prophecies, maybe even some of them that would be long-standing, unfulfilled prophecies, you will see them fulfilled. Again, let's go back to Second Chronicles chapter 20 just for a moment. We saw in verse 22 how they begin to sing and to praise the Lord, and then the Lord set ambushments, and he began to fight for his people, and the enemy basically just, they just stuck each other with a sword and all killed, uh, killed themselves. <laughs> but look at verse 14. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon uh, Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, and he begins to prophesy. So, my friends, this was a prophetic word, but you see the fulfillment of it when what happened? When they begin to sing in praise. So when you begin to praise the Lord, and, and singing would be one expression of praise, but when you begin to praise the Lord, God begins to fight your battles, and you also will begin to see prophecies fulfilled. Mm -mm. Yes, go ahead and get your garment of praise on right now. Amen. We are moving through Yom Kippur. We're going to enjoy Yom Kippur. We're going into the Feast of Tabernacles. It's harvest time. Feast of Tabernacles has always represented the harvest. Now, prophetically, also the great end time harvest, the great end gathering of souls, where we're going to see multitudes saved. But even still, it represents the natural harvest of bringing the best of the fruits and the best of the crops into the storehouse Mm -mm. It's harvest time for you. You're going to see God bless you. You're going to see God bring you completely out of debt, bring you completely out of sickness or any type of uh, uh, other thing that would try to wrap you up and tie you up and slow you down. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, now let's go over to Psalm 114. Let's jump over there for a moment. Psalm 
114. I believe a new chapter of your life is opening up for you this month. Now receive that. Receive that in Jesus' name. Praise God. And let me say also that praise, praise will allow you to never lose a battle. Thank you, Jesus. And you can actually praise your way. Maybe you're in a valley right now. You can praise your way out of any valley, and it'll take you that praise of God as he begins to come on the scene. It'll take you all the way to the top. Yes, it will. God will not only get you out of the valley. It's not like he's going to put you now on neutral. He'll take you to the top. Woo, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Psalm 114, verses 1 and 2. When Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people of strange language, Judah became his sanctuary. What does Judah mean? The tribe of Judah, Judah means praise. Judah or praise became his sanctuary and Israel his dominion. The sea saw it and fled. Wow. When God comes on the scene, it doesn't matter how big the impassable obstacle is. It doesn't matter if it's a mini ocean like the Red Sea. It's going to move out of the way. And what would bring God on the scene? Praise. That's what Judah means. It means praise. The sea saw it, saw the power and the presence of God and fled. Jordan turned back. The mountains skipped like rams, the little hills like lambs. What ails you, O sea, that you fled? O Jordan, that you turn back, O mountains that you skip like rams, O little hills like lambs. Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord. See, all of these things that look unshakable, all of these things that look like they're too hard, they're too difficult, they'll never leave your life, these various problems or challenges, they all begin to back off just like the Red Sea did, just like all of the hills did, just like the Jordan did, the mountains did, the little hills did. They, they all start backing off and getting out of the way when God shows up. <laughs> Look, you could have a dog. You could have a whole pack of dogs. They could be the meanest pit bulls, Rottweilers, whatever you want to say. They could even be in a, in a state where maybe they've lost their mind uh, and, or deranged. But suddenly, it's like they all, their mind's clear when a lion shows up. It, you know, you have a dog acting real tough and maybe even be uh, have rabies or something like that. It's crazy, you know. But why is it that if a lion shows up, suddenly they're thinking, they, 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 they start backing off. <laughs> That's because a lion just showed up. It's a totally different uh, a creature, more, way more powerful and lethal. My friends, when God shows up, and that's what praise does. It brings God on the scene and he fights your battles for you. Then this other stuff, it just, it doesn't even matter if it's the Red Sea. It starts backing off. It starts getting out of the way. Mm -hmm. Woo, praise God. You're going free. This is your month. This is your month. You can't help, you cannot be held down anymore. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we know Psalm 22. Let's jump over there. That is Psalm uh, 22. Let me flip over there real quick. Thank you, Lord, today. God is doing miracles for those that praise Him. Psalm 22, verse 3. But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. 
whenever there are high praises. Now, let me say this. Let me make a, a distinction here. I love worship, uh, but there's a, worship is a completely different anointing from praise. And sometimes when we're having uh, worship services together, times together, uh, you know, sometimes worship leaders will take you through praise and then in the worship. But, but often it's, it's, um, it's not unusual to be taken quickly into worship, but the praise never really popped. And so you're into worship, but you actually never really got into real praise. What happens in, in, in praise when you really get that flow of praise going? It is so powerful. It actually terrifies the enemy. It actually puts fetters. It locks the enemy down. And if you follow the Holy Spirit carefully and the Lord is satisfied with the praise. See, Jesus said on the cross, I thirst. So if you will quench that thirst of his by giving him the praise that he wants, you will notice there's a shift and then you can go into worship. And then the worship can be real rich and real beautiful. Then it will be all that we want it to be. But I have found that there can be some really good worship leaders that are that are v very good in worship, but it's it's almost like in praise they they don't know that they hey this is dynamite that you can work with and do some amazing things that'll make the worship better, and um, and they don't really know how to get that praise going and just where you just you, and I'm not saying praise has to be loud. I have been in places several times where the volume in the, in the church building was, it was actually so loud it could damage people's ears. And when I'm in an environment like that, I'm not, I, I would never try to draw attention to myself, but I'll literally put my, if it's that bad, I'll put my fingers over my ears because I'm not going to have hearing damage. The last thing I want to do is, is go to a, what we would call church service and then leave with hearing damage. And I've, I've known three churches that um, the pastors and the worship leaders were actually partially deaf. Uh, and that happens sometimes if they've had professional musicians and maybe like, like rockers or whatever, and they, they wanted to, you know, they used to have the slogan, if the music's too loud, you're too old. <laughs> okay. Well, all those people that had that slogan are probably half deaf, if not 80% deaf today. So I've been in places where, yes, that could hurt your hearing. So I put, and Kelly does too, I'll just put my fingers over my ears. Not try to, and I'm, like, I'm not doing like that, <laughs> but I will kind of low profile, you know, kind of like do like that or so, something like that because I'm not going to have my eardrums damaged or blown out. But what I'm trying to say is that praise does not have to be loud where it's disturbing, but it will have some noise to it, not detrimental, but it will have a punch to it and it will have a bite to it. And uh, that's an anointing. Not all worship leaders know how to um, really uh, tie into that power uh, of praise. And the church that I was raised in in ministry uh, had the strongest presence of God of any church I've ever been to in my life. And I've been in churches all over the world. But the church that I walked into, when the moment you walk into the doors, you feel the presence of God so thick you, you actually felt like you could take a knife and cut a chunk of it out and somehow hold it. It actually was tangible. And it, I, the first time I ever walked into that church, I said, this is where I would be raised up. And I was. 
but the presence of God was so so incredibly thick and everybody knew it. And sometimes we didn't know what is the recipe that's creating this? Why is God here so strong? Well, looking back now, I know exactly why. It was because of the phenomenal praise. I have never seen praise uh, pushed to the level of what that church took it to under the great man of God who was overseeing that. Now, they don't have that today. The church, maybe we could say it's... um, it's, uh, it's in a different phase, a different chapter, different building, much smaller, and so forth. Um, but when it was there, God was there. When that praise was like that, yeah, we would eventually get into worship. But the praise was just phenomenal, and the presence was phenomenal, and the miracles were phenomenal. So again, it's like a lost key that I think a lot of times in our modern worship, people don't understand. Um, so we yes, let's love worship, but man, let's let's enjoy this incredible potential for praise. That's what again, that's what brings God on the scene. We have scripture for that. But you are holy, enthroned. That means he's enthroned there in the center, enthroned in the praises, in the praises of Israel. So when you begin to praise God, he will come right into the thick of that. Yes, now he lives in us. But this presence of God is manifested as we begin to praise Him. And of course, the enemy just starts backing off. <laughs> the enemy is just like, oh, I can't handle this. I'm, I better get out of here. I'll, meet, I'll, I'll, I'll try to jump on the Christians out in the parking lot, you know, or whatever the case might be. So the enemy starts backing off, uh, just like the Red Sea and all of these other you know, things started backing off when God was manifesting enthroned in the praises of his people. Now, here's something that's very interesting. Demons can hinder angels from getting to you to deliver or bring delivery to prayers. Think for a moment about Daniel, who said that he was hindered by who? The prince of Persia. So a, a powerful spiritual uh, being on the evil side was holding back Gabriel, the messenger angel, from bringing revelation knowledge to Daniel concerning what would befall the people of Israel in the last days. It was something that Daniel had been praying and seeking God for, dialing back his food and just really praying. And, And it took 21 days for Gabriel to break through, and Michael had to come and help the archangel. But what I'm trying to say is that with prayer, uh, demons can try to delay or block the delivery of the answer of your prayer. And the prayers that we offer up on earth, they are gathered, these prayers in a spiritual dimension, they are gathered by angels and they were put in bowls, and those bowls are taken to God. And ideally, what you want to do is you want to fill up that bowl full of prayers, powerful, faith-filled prayers, and they are presented to God. And it's not that God doesn't hear you. This is just a protocol, though. The angels, they gather the prayers, put them in bowls, and these are presented to the Lord. But here is something that I want you to understand is that while every prayer is, uh, maybe we could use the word processed, is processed through an angelic type of transaction of the prayers are gathered and they put the bowl and then they're taken to heaven. But when you praise God, 
it goes directly to God himself. There's, there's no transaction. There's no spiritual exchange. Uh, no, as you praise the Lord, he comes right on the scene. Mm, thank you, Lord Jesus. So my friends, we need to be aware of these things and utilize praise, praise. Maybe, maybe it's still a secret weapon. I think sometimes even when I teach on it, I feel like some, they hear it, but they don't quite still understand um, the, the power of, that could be released in their life if they'll just actually do this. And you don't, you know, you, you don't need to know Hebrew or Greek. You don't have to have a PhD or a THD or a DD. You, you can just be who you are. Okay. Maybe you even have all of that. Good. That, that's fine. But you don't have to be some kind of intellectual genius, but you can have enough smarts and sense to know, I, I know how to bring God on the scene and you can praise him right where you're at, right where you're at and you're coming out. You're coming out. He will come and fight on your behalf. And God can't lose. <laughs> it's impossible for God to lose. Amen. All right. Now, one more. Let's go over to Acts chapter 16. We're heading now to Acts chapter 16, verse 25. Excuse me just a moment while I grab a drink. But at midnight... And midnight, uh, while that is technically, you know, they didn't have a watch like we do that said 12.00, but they, they could still discern, you know, the, the hour pretty close to it. But it could also represent, you know, like a troubling time, your darkest hour, you know, the, you know, where you need God to come through at the last moment type thing. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying, were praying and singing hymns. So there is a place where you pray and that's good. Yes. We're going to always pray, but I tell you what, there's an anointing that will just come sometimes for praise and, you know, shift gears and you praise and they, they now move over the singing hymns, the, the Psalms in the Bible, in the Hebrew Bible, they're divided into five books. It is the national, uh, singing book, prayer singing book of the people of Israel. And we can take uh, those hymns and we can still sing and praise the Lord with them today. So they were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. So this doesn't mean they were praising God at the top of their voice, but whatever they were doing in the sense of their expression of singing to the Lord, it was enough volume there for the other prisoners throughout the prison to hear. Verse 26, suddenly there was a great earthquake. And there is something about praise that can cause sudden reactions that bring God on the scene in a way that, uh, that's unusual as to not everything does that, but praise certainly can. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. It's like everybody was out of debt. Everybody was healed. Everybody was blessed. Praise God. Everybody was pulled up or strengthened, whatever the case might be. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, that's how it happened. Everyone's chains were loosened. Thank you, Lord. And that's what God wants to do. He wants us to put on the garments of praise 
and he wants us to praise him, and we're going to see the fruit of it this month. This is going to be an unforgettable Feast of Tabernacles, an unforgettable month for you. Praise God. I want to say thank you to everyone that sowed their Yom Kippur offering, debt freedom offering. Praise the Lord. Your giving helps to pay off the remaining balance on the 14.5 acres filled of dreams that we have for our new ministry headquarters. Praise God. So thank you for sowing into this. Praise the Lord. Now, lift your hands. I want to pray for you again. Father, bless your people with strength, with anointing. And I thank you, Father God, that this month especially, they're going to be found praising you, and they're going to know the dynamite of praise. They're going to see that you do miracles through praise. And I thank you that they will each have their own peculiar testimonies. Now, Father, we thank you in Jesus' great name. Amen and amen. I'll never forget the day, a certain day that I determined to put on the garment of praise and not let anything cause me to take it off and replace it with a, gar a garment of grumbling or complaining. Well, I put it on and I kept it on. And uh, I hit a day though that really tempted me to take it off. And this was before I was in ministry, and I used to be a plumber. And uh, me and uh, Kelly's father, who was a master plumber, and uh, my brother-in-law, who was a very good plumber, uh, we were working on a big job. This was a house that had about 5,000 square feet, but very old plumbing. So we were taking all of the old pipe out, all the water lines, hot, cold, everything, and replacing all of them with new lines. So it was a big job, uh, about a 5,000 square foot home and pipes everywhere. So, you know, I was the one that was working underneath the house and the home was about a hundred years old. So I'm crawling underneath all the house, taking all the old stuff out and, you know, putting all the new pipe in. And, you know, uh, I enjoy doing all of that. And, uh, uh, I'm wearing my garment of praise. I'm praising the Lord while I'm working and the job went for a couple of days. And on the last day we finally finished. And uh, I was underneath the house, and uh, my brother-in-law was up top, and he said, uh, he said, Stephen, I'm going to turn on the water, so just check everything, make sure we're good to go. We turn on the water. Water rushes through all the lines and fills all the pipes, and everything's good. No leaks, nothing on the, on the entire job. And so um, I came out from underneath the house. I had been under there nonstop working for maybe at least eight hours, maybe, maybe ten with no, with no lunch break, not going to the bathroom or anything, because you're, you're wearing coveralls and stuff because you're crawling through dirt, and, and uh, it's very difficult to stop and take all that off. So I just kept on working. Well, anyhow, when I came out from underneath the house, uh, the sun was beginning to kind of go down, and it was a very beautiful uh, evening. And uh, my brother-in-law said, hey, Stephen, uh, we're going to go check out another potential job for tomorrow. Why don't you wrap things up? We'll see you in the morning. I said, great. So um, I, they left, and I'm all happy, just me and the Lord. And I'm putting all the tools away, and I put all the tools into my plumbing van. And then I took all of those exterior work clothes off that were just saturated with dirt and, you know, crawling through mud and stuff like that. I took them all off, shook them all out, put them in the van. And I said, Lord, praise you. I praise you for a good job. Hallelujah. I praise you. And then 
Then suddenly it dawned on me, I think I'm missing a piece of equipment. And I began to look or open up the van and looked around and I said, oh, ah, I said, I don't have the Sawzall. And instantly in my mind, I remembered I could see where it was at because I remember, yep, I didn't pull it out of there. I knew it was underneath the house in the far back corner. And this thing of what we would call the flesh nature rose up, tried to rise up in me and wanted to express itself through complaining. And it was floating up, floating up because I wanted to go, oh, like that. And it floated up, floated up, and I caught it like right here just before it came out. And I said, "Mm, praise you, Lord. I said, Lord, I praise you. (laughs) I didn't feel like saying that, but I said it anyhow. I said, Lord, I praise you. And I opened the other part of the van up, took all my old coveralls back, put all of that back on again, had to hook a power cord up with a light, did all that stuff again and opened up the door. And I just said, Lord, I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. And started crawling on my stomach through the dirt underneath the house. You know, there's a crawl space. So I'm crawling and, um, was crawling for a little while, working my way all the way to the back of the house, because it's not just flat under there. It's actually kind of rolling. It was kind of weird, you know? So in some places, super tight where it went high. Anyhow, I'm crawling through all this dirt moving. Remember, this is a 5,000 square foot home. It's very large area. I've been under the entire house all day long. Well, as I'm crawling back towards the Sawzall, and I could see it way, way back there in the corner, as I'm crawling through the dirt uh, with my hands, you know, it helped to help myself move along, suddenly my hand hit something, and it sounded like metal. I thought, that's strange. I wonder what that could be. So I stopped for a moment, and I dug down because whatever it was, what I had hit was just barely sticking up. And so I dug down, and when I pulled it up, and looked at it, I could hardly believe it. They were the, it was the complete key set to my van. So it had the van key on it, had all kinds of important other keys on it. And I checked my pockets, and sure enough, it was not in my pockets. It had gotten lost, I don't know when, somehow, sometime earlier during the day, and I had lost it, and I didn't know I lost it. So I thought I was going to be leaving. I, without that miracle, I wouldn't have been going anywhere. Then I would have to call a locksmith and all that other stuff. So anyhow... I had my keys and I knew with everything in me, with every ounce of spirituality in me, that if I had not been praising the Lord, I would have never have found those keys. It was, a, it was the proverbial finding a needle in the haystack. I could have gone underneath there and looked for days. I never would have found them. They were already buried and I had barely touched one little tip that was, I don't even know how they got buried like that, but um, it taught me the importance of praising the Lord and got those miracles when we praise the Lord. You know, uh, earlier, like 45 minutes earlier when I was closing everything in the van, I I thought I was about to get ready and and to drive off. I didn't even know at that moment I have no keys. (laughs) So, uh, oh, never would have found them. But you know what? When you praise the Lord, He just does the most amazing things for you. So whatever your place might be or your situation, right where you're at, just begin to praise Him and you will see miracles. I'm talking about uh, miracles in 
your life. Praise God. Praise God. I could tell you other stories about lost keys as well that were just as miraculous. And the only way I found them was because I was praising the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. One more scripture before we close. This is Psalm 115, verse 17. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor any who go down in the silence. My friends, you can't praise the Lord unless you're born again, because it is the born again, recreated spirit that the life of God comes in that gives you the ability to lift your hands and say, God, I love you. God, I praise you with everything in me. Amen. So the dead do not praise the Lord. If you're watching this message today, but you are spiritually dead, you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then you cannot praise God in a biblical way. But today you can make things right with God. I want to invite you to give your heart to Christ. Pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner, but I believe you died on the cross to pay the penalty for my sins. And I believe on the third day you rose again. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Wash me with your precious blood and write my name in your book of life. Jesus, I believe that you have heard my prayer and that you have saved me now, and I give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And amen. Woo! Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise Him just for who He is. Amen. Well, now, Pastor Stephen, God hasn't done much for me lately. Well, you've got breath and you're alive. Praise Him. Amen. Praise Him just because of who He is, and you'll fall in love with Him in a new and a fresh way. And of course, you'll also see as you do that, that He has done much, much for you. Praise God. Amen. All right. Now, let's take Holy Communion together. I want to invite you grab some unleavened bread, grab some grape juice. Praise the Lord. For those who have not yet sown your special debt freedom seed. You can still get it in. Woo. Praise God. Go ahead and send it. Amen. Glory, glory. I'm, I'm believing God for miracles, not just only to see the land paid off, but we can move forward unabated in the work that God has called us to do. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to build the prayer altar. Amen. You can come there and pray. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> and then we will build the beautiful television studio to continue to send pure gold all around the world, our half-hour television program. Amen. Now, with your unleavened bread or your cracker and your grape juice, let's pray. Father, we bless our bread and our juice. And through this prayer, we set this apart as being holy. We thank you that this is the flesh and the blood of Jesus, our Savior. Now, Father, as we receive his flesh, we thank you. Help us to be mindful to keep on the garment of praise and to not take it off. Now, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We give you praise. Thank you, Father, for the flesh of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Let's receive the Lord's body. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. 
I remember one time I was praying in a valley in Newport Beach, California, when we used to live in Southern California. This was like in uh, the year maybe 2000, and I think it was like right around the year 2000. And uh, I had gone into this valley uh, to pray. And at night, I knew there would be nobody down there by this little park area. And so everything was real quiet. It was like 2.30 in the morning, and I was praying. And a bunch of hooligans came, came, came to the park, and they began to kick the equipment. And they were trying to break it. And they were, it was like a bunch of... Uh, uh, Teenagers, they were probably 18, maybe some of them were 16, and they were just trying to destroy the, the park equipment. But they didn't know that I was there hiding like over by the bushes and that I was in prayer. And they were cursing and using all kinds of pro profanity and cursing God's name. This went on for about a minute. And before an anointing came on me, I felt like I was turned into Samson. And I, now remember, it's dark. It's very dark. And uh, they're down there doing their stuff. And I jumped out of the bushes and screamed with a voice. I felt like a lion roared through me. And I screamed with everything in me, praise the Lord. And they, they, they were struck. When I did that, they were struck with the terror of God. And one of them, one of them said, ah. And, they, and the terror struck all of them all at the same time. And I preached to them with authority. They'll never forget it for the rest of their life. Hallelujah. But when, when you praise the Lord, that's what came out of me. I said, praise the Lord. The power of God suddenly came down in their midst. And they were convicted instantly. Mm -mm. Pastor Stephen, did you see him get saved? I don't know. It was dark. I couldn't see anything. <laughs> I preached. Then when I was done, there was a quietness and they walked off. They walked off. Amen. Praise the Lord. Mm, maybe we'll find out one day. Well, I'm sure we will find out one day when we get to heaven. Now, let's receive the Lord's blood. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you that there's power in praise. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for the cleansing blood of Jesus. We give you all of the glory. We thank you that the righteous are bold as a lion. Father, we give you praise. We thank you for, we just thank you for who you are. Oh, we give you praise. Let us be thankful, but let us also give you praise just for who you are. We thank you for the miracles that you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the Lord's holy blood. Praise God. Glory, glory, glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. I see you going on many exciting adventures with the Lord Jesus. I see that you will meet people in heaven because of perhaps what you did. You thought at the moment it was outlandish, but it was the anointing. Amen. And one day you'll find out that because of that, people gained heaven. <laughs> People said, I'm tired of serving the devil. <laughs> I'm going to serve God. Amen. Be open to those uh, moments with the Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord Jesus. This is your month. Amen. All right. Put the garment of praise on. Father, bless your people. We thank you that you are doing miracles. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for watching. Have a super week, and I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye.